Hello and welcome to Crafting a Revolution, the podcast. My name is Katie Freeman and I am your host. Every Wednesday and Friday, I am bringing you interviews of female and non-binary makers of all kinds from all over the world. Today's guest is Brianna, who is a self-described ceramicist and woodworker, has done work in concrete, just really has touched so many different types of making and had really unique and amazing experiences. So I'm, I'm really happy to bring this conversation to you uh, so you can learn all about Brianna and her work and her designs and all that fun stuff. Before we chat with Brianna, though, I want to give a big shout out and thanks to the patrons over on Patreon. So thank you so much. Uh, Annette, 513 Woodworks, Katie, Women of Woodworking, Kevin, Lefty's Workshop, Christy, Twisted Twine, Jeremy, Jeremy Spies, Sammy, Go Sammy Lee, Sven, Dwarf Size Workshop, Rachel, Moody Makes, Bonnie, Toolmom Bonnie, Toolmomstore.com, Laura, Oakley, Oakley Soap Company, Mary Lou, Made by Mary Lou, Brandy, Studio, Obey, Lee, The Rainbow, Carver, Ellen, Little Bear Furniture, and Ethan, Ethan Carter Designs. Thank you all so very much for your continued and ongoing support, helping me to produce two episodes a week, every week. If you would like to get your name added to this list, you certainly can. Just head on over to patreon.com forward slash crafting a revolution and join with the rest of the revolution pod squad and get your name added to the list at the start of every episode. Look forward to seeing you over there. All right, with no further ado, here is Brianna. Um, well, Brianna, I like to have my guests introduce themselves. So uh, would you do that for me? Yeah, sure. So my name is Brianna Trujillo. I was born in San Diego, but raised in Mexico, basically, until I was, I don't know, a ninth grade in high okay. school. Okay. Um, and then I'm a maker, ceramicist, um, woodworker. Um, I've worked with concrete too, um, designer. I make my own designs basically. Um, and yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so did you live in San Diego at all or were you just born there and then grew up in? Uh, yeah. Mexico? Yeah. It was basically that. Um, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I think my parents were thinking more about, um, future opportunities. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, for me, I'm glad because I, I know I wouldn't be where I'm at now mm -hmm. if it weren't for that, you know, like if I didn't go to high school over there, if I wasn't introduced to art, if yeah. I didn't go to San Diego State, you know, I, I wouldn't be here really. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I live, my, my wife and I lived in Northern San Diego County for almost five years. So we lived in Oceanside. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And our oldest, my, my son was actually born um, at the hospital in La Jolla. So um, definitely familiar with the San Diego area. I really love nice. that area. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I just want to start by kind of you know, kind of diving in more with like, what's your, what's your story from, you know, a kid to, to getting to do all the things you do now? <laughs> well, I feel I wasn't like an art person, really, when I was growing up, uh, I didn't really draw, I, I wasn't into anything creative, and my family wasn't either. 
Um, my mom's a doctor, so I don't know. I, I feel it has something to do with that. Um, in high school, I, I took a drawing class. So when I took that drawing class, I, I took the first one and I wasn't like really sure if I was good or anything. So I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to take the next one. Um, I'm glad I did because then I started like liking it and I started being good. Um, then when I graduated high school, I went to San Diego State. Um, when I was in San Diego State, uh, I was studying, well, my general ed, but then I started with biology. So I started taking chemistry classes, physics, all of that. Um, and I was having like so much trouble with chemistry. I went, I had like study groups and all these things. And it was just like something that I couldn't do at all. You know, I was like, oh, I don't get it, you know, like, yes, yeah. or I did get it. But then in the test, I was like, it, I didn't do like the right thing or whatever. Right. Um, and then this one time I was um, abroad and I was getting ready to get my classes, right? So everything's online and you have a certain uh, time, a date, you know, and you do it because then classes get full, right? So mm -hmm. then, um, so I was doing that and then I couldn't take my chemistry class. And I was like, oh my God, like, I cannot <laughs> believe this, you know, like it was a nightmare. Um, I couldn't select it because I already like took it two times I don't know something yeah. because of grades and things uh and then I was like you know what like no I'm not gonna do it <laughs> like that went off the route you know like mm -hmm. um and then I decided to do art so then I basically transferred to art I waited like a year to tell my mom because I was so afraid you know like, <laughs> Um, so I started with drawing and then painting and then I don't know, my first like hands-on class was ceramics. Um, and I just, I fell in love. I was like, okay, I can do something with my hands. I like, it blew my mind. So, uh, I started doing ceramics and then, um, basically the program in San Diego state, it's called applied design no applied arts. Mm -hmm. um, which is you take four different types of um, courses. So you take woodworking, you take ceramics, jewelry, and textiles. Mm -hmm. You take one of each and then you emphasize in one of them. So, you know, like you had, uh, you know, a freedom to kind of experiment mm -hmm. in, in whatever you wanted and just select one, mm -hmm. you know, um, but it was really nice because it opens you to a lot of materials, you know, materials you don't know, you start knowing. Um, so I emphasized in ceramics, but then I took a lot of woodworking too. And then I started taking more woodworking classes because I was taking sculpture. Mm. So then I felt that I needed some woodworking background to make my things better, you know, mm -hmm. um, not just like, screwing or something you know something that looked more finished to me mm -hmm. 
Um, so then I started taking um, woodworking there. I took a class with Wendy, which I'm really glad. I, I love Wendy. Um, so then uh, when I graduated in 2014, uh, I was a, a lab tech in the ceramics building. Mm -hmm. And then one of my really, really good friends, um, he told me, he's like, oh, you know what? Like I'm applying to College of the Redwoods. You should do it, this and that. And I was like, I don't know, you know, because <laughs> like it, it seems like stupid. But at the time, I wasn't really aware what like all like all the history and what it was about. You know, like for me, it seemed interesting because I knew I was going to learn a lot of woodworking. Um, but at the time, I didn't know how important or how like prestigious it is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, OK, yeah, I'm going to do it. Um, so I applied and I got in in 2015. So I started my first year in 2015. Um, and oh, my God, I loved it. I loved it. I like I couldn't I couldn't go like I went back home uh, after that year. And oh man, it was like it was hard, but it was so like mind opening to me, you know, mm -hmm. like sharpening and you know, all those things. Um, we have four teachers, and then each one of them have their own. I mean, they're all amazing, right? But they right. they all have their own like um type of woodworking, mm -hmm. you know. So if it was design, I would go to Laura. If it was um, more a technical thing that I couldn't figure out, I would go with Greg, another teacher, you know, mm -hmm. and each one of them had their their own um, style, I guess. Um, <clears throat> so that was good because you don't get just like one mm -hmm. one teacher telling you what to do. You get four that right. tell you, you know, um, so that was great. Um, and then in. 2000 so that was uh -huh, 2015 and then 2016 I worked with uh Wendy helping her doing things for gallery shows and oh, uh, exhibitions of hers um that was like maybe two months or a month um that was great uh it's the and then <clears throat> after that in I had two um well for me, I think it's big, big exhibitions with what was in uh, LAX. Mm -hmm. um, so I had an exhibition with LAX with, um, it there were 80 artists in total. So they made a book, they're 80 artists. And I don't remember how many were in, in person, in the mm -hmm. LAX. Um, so I was one of them. Um, so that was, for me, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. You know, like, everybody go check it out. <laughs> um, I mean, cause before it was more, uh, like, uh, school exhibitions. Right. So, I mean, it, that was cool also because we would, you know, get together a group and then kind of, you know, try to be like mini curators, you know, in school. So that was cool. Um, and then that same year I had another piece go to the Alfreda and um, Maloof um, a foundation. So that was also for me, I was like, oh my God, this guy is like amazing. And I'm, you know, like I felt so humbled. <laughs> um, and yeah, so then that year, 
I started 2016, I started my second year. So then um, basically your second year is they get like, like five to six people to do their second year. Mm -hmm. And then we, we are also kind of helping other students, new Mm -hmm. students, um, if they have any questions and I don't know, glue ups, you know, cause sometimes you almost every time you need like a second person, right. if you have any trouble, no. Um, so we were there to basically aid the, uh, those people, new mm-hmm. people, you know, um, with machines, you know, if we saw if anything was, um, they weren't safe, you know, we would go and do things, um, explain or whatever. Um, if because t- then teachers get super busy, you know, like, yeah, they they get well. And if the exhibition is a, we get two exhibitions in a year. Um, and then if the exhibition is about to be there, everybody is like freaking out. Is like, oh, I need help! I need help! You know. <laughs> um, so there's a like list in the in the what's it called? Uh, I were you right with chalk? Uh, oh. Um. are you you mean like uh in the classroom like chalkboard yeah in the classroom yeah 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 yeah. i'm like what's it called (laughs) um so they were like names you know and sometimes they wouldn't get to you you know so you just needed maybe a quick question you know or whatever um so that was fun um and then after my second year well i came back home and I couldn't, I couldn't find any jobs really. Um, I got a small job in made lumber, which is, uh, basically, uh, they do custom work and they also have like a showroom with a lot of slabs. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go and buy a slab and then make furniture out of it, or mm-hmm. you can get like custom pieces from them. Mm-hmm. So I was doing that for them. Um, so that was that was good. I was the only girl, so I, I felt I, I was a bit uh a, like nervous, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Uh, and then a uh, was I gonna say? Uh yeah, no, okay, yeah. So I was nervous. I mean, the guys were awesome, you know, like they they weren't judging me at all, you know, but you just feel kind of and and I was like fresh out of school too you know and I I wasn't really that confident either so I you know my confidence and then it was I feel I was it was my own mind you know Mm -hmm. um so I started working there and then um they weren't any like small jobs for me or whatever and then I got a job in uh concrete kind of studio or shop I guess um well studio and shop it it depends on the the person you're talking to right like oh studio no no this is a shop you know like yeah um but yeah I started working in a concrete um studio shop um called Lumacast um and it's basically they do um like fire features for gardens and um sinks and countertops uh, they started making uh a plant pots you know and mm-hmm. things like that and for me I liked it you know like I, I don't have the materials you know because it's a lot of 
grinding, polishing, you know, I don't have that because you need to pol wet polish and they have the machines and everything. Um, but that was also like really, really good, you know, and also since, you know, since uh, San Diego State, I liked working with different materials. I took mm -hmm. jewelry. I liked it a lot. You know, like I feel with everything I get into, I like and I don't know. I'm just all scattered. <laughs> Hey makers. So today's podcast episode is sponsored in part by Alicia Van Osdahl, who is the owner of Basil Blue Design Company. Alicia is a maker of all things, really. Her focus is on beautiful craftsmanship through woodworking, repurposing, refinishing art and sculpture. Her background includes 30 years of graphic design, logos, and branding. If you have an idea or concept, that and need a creative solution or graphic design, you can email Alicia directly at Alicia, and that is A-L-I-C-I-A at basilblue.com. Or you can visit her website at www.basilblue.com. And fun fact, uh, Alicia actually designed the logo for Crafting Revolution. So that is an example of the impeccable work you can expect if that is something you are in the market for. So be sure to look up Alicia again at her website, basilblue.com. All right, let's get back into the action. Um, so I was working there for a while until I applied to, it was, it's a foundation in France. Um, it's basically connected in a way with, um, a college of the redwoods mm -hmm. well now krenov school um mm -hmm. so it's kind of connected and well i mean you still need to apply but they usually take uh, an american or two mm -hmm. um so that was like a year doing woodworking in a in a french company basically mm -hmm. so i was like well i'm doing concrete you know something that it's not even my medium you know mm -hmm. um and i was like i should go you know like so i applied i got in and then i started doing that in i have i have my dates written down because i always forget <laughs> <laughs> um in 2018 i i went there so i stayed a year um, so that was also like a learning curve for me mm -hmm. because I didn't know any French. Uh, we took a month of, um, intensive French, you know, so we went to like a school and then it was immersed completely. So nobody would talk to you in English, you know, and I'm like, ah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it was, uh, it was so bad. Um, you know, like at five o'clock, my head would hurt, you know, from like mm -hmm. trying, you know, my brain, I like, since I'm young, I would speak Spanish and English, you know, and it wasn't, right. it wasn't something that I had to learn, you know, mm -hmm. I, I always had an idea, you know, um, but French, it was like from zero. And that was like, oh my God, this is, um, so I took that for a year and then we went to the actual foundation. So it's uh, called Foundation Cuberta. Um, so it's uh, it's near Paris, it's like 
40 minutes by car, maybe like an hour and a half by train. Um, so I went there. We, there were maybe 25 to 30 people, well, young people. Mm -hmm. um, it, and it was two girls. So it was me that I did woodworking and then another girl that did, um, a, what's it called in English? Um, a gardening. Oh. you know um mm -hmm. yeah yeah so they did gardening um and then the rest of them were guys and basically metalsmiths uh stone carvers so it was a big you know also you you got to see all the shops and all the mm -hmm. materials the machines how they work um so that was also really really interesting um then we lived there um for that year and two months, two months, we, we took uh, classes and then two months we were at the shop. Mm. So we were two groups and then we would kind of interchange, you gotcha. know? Yep. Um, so everything was in French. Classes were in French. I was taking uh, accounting in French and I was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> It was awful. You know? um, we took architecture, you know, history of art, you know, so those were nice. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we took uh, modeling and clay. So for me, that was great because, I, you know, like I knew mm -hmm. clay and that was something familiar to me. Um, yeah, so that was a great year. It was definitely different. So there in this company. Uh, the way they approach we're working was more a uh, fabrication right mm -hmm. um so for me coming from spending six months in one piece to doing something in two weeks you know like in yep. two weeks or something I was like super overwhelmed I was like ah what am I supposed to do you know um and everybody was like such an expert you know like there was one girl one other girl um and then the rest were guys <laughs> yep. yeah yeah that's that's basically the you know were most ratio. of them were most of them french that were there yeah. yeah 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 so they were all french except for another person that became a really really good friend of mine of course because he got to speak english with me mm -hmm. <laughs> well uh, so yeah that was that was really good he was a metalsmith well he is a metalsmith okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah um so yeah spent there that year um and then met my now boyfriend and then we went to sydney for a year okay um, during, yes. during the pandemic <laughs> or yeah, well right it before. was yeah right before so it was that transition where um laura and deidre curated the show um yep. yeah making a seat at the table um mm -hmm. so that was happening so then i before i left to australia i came back home to get everything organized so everything packaged you know mm -hmm. and everything ready for them um, then, um, I flew to Sydney and then the pandemic wasn't, the pandemic wasn't really there until September. Okay. You know, so I think, uh, every, 
COVID started here in April, right? Yeah. Yeah. March, I think. Mar uh -huh, yeah. March, April. So over there, it started, I mean, it, it started as of restrictions. So in Australia, they closed um, airports, they closed mm -hmm. states, you know, um, so kind of like that, but I didn't really stopped working. Okay. Or even in, you know, in the subway, uh, we didn't have to wear masks either. Mm -hmm. um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I never stopped working. I mean, some people, I was working as, I had three jobs. <laughs> so I was working at a place called Makerspace and Corporation, mm -hmm. which was uh, a big building that had a woodworking, ceramics, um, a metal smithing. It's a cat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the little tail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, metal smithing um, and then uh, they had this um, memberships mm -hmm. so they had memberships you could buy a membership for a month or a year or whatever you can rent a studio space also if you want it um, so there, there was quite a few people and then when the pandemic started we basically closed our, all our classes so I wasn't mm -hmm. teaching um, but then it was open for only members and only mm. tenants. Um, so, you know, like you didn't have to be, you know, side by side with someone, you would be doing your things and then go to your own space and things like yep. that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I was um, taking care of cleaning things, you know, cleaning glasses, uh, buying, um, you know, e earplugs that you would throw away, you know, um, all of that. Um, but yeah, it, it got me when I took the plane in, in September. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like, this is crazy. You know, like mm -hmm. I had to, you know, wear a mask all the time in the plane, um, and a face shield. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was pretty hard. And um, then we got to France to visit my, my boyfriend's family. And then also there was a, a little bit of a shock because, well, he hasn't seen his family in a year. And, you know, we were maintaining our distance, you know, and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, like if it was my family, I would be like, you know <laughs> oh my yeah I mean and I'm really near my family you know and like hugging them and you know like say and also well in in Mexico and in France too you you give a, a kiss yeah as a hi or a goodbye so also that's like what do I do now right it's like hey <laughs> from the distance um so that was cool um there's also a woodworking place there that I was um, an, a teacher aide oh. um, called uh, Hardwood Creative. Um, so I was helping the main teacher there with students. Um, you know, we were wearing our masks and everything. Um, but it, yeah, I think um, it, it didn't get as bad until September, I feel. And I think, I think they're in a lockdown now too. Yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, Australia for me was great because it gave me a lot of different opportunities. You know, I was teaching in 
three different places and then I was shop manager in one of them and you know like it 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 was nice they Mm -hmm. yeah I feel there's a lot of um, work and you know if if you want to work there's gonna be something you know um yeah so that was good um so you've gotten I mean you have experience in so many different mediums yeah Do do you feel like I mean is is woodworker where you feel like home the most? Um, I feel now it's woodworking and ceramics. Okay. Um, so in in San Diego State, I started doing woodworking combined with ceramics. Mm-hmm. So if I made, I don't know, I made a cabinet with a with a big uh, vase. Mm -hmm. um in ceramics so then I like the combinations in materials Mm -hmm. so I was more I was interested in that because I and also because I like different materials you know I don't Mm -hmm. really stick to to something you know or I'm not gonna try to make something out of something that it's not you know like Mm -hmm. I don't know um but yeah I feel woodworking and ceramics is my home yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you participated as one of the exhibitors in making a seat or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I had one of my cabinets there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 What was that experience like with that show? Uh, for me, it was amazing. I mean, there was so many people that I'm, you know, they're, they're so talented, you know, and I see and, I have them on Instagram, you know, I don't know the people per se, you know, but right. um, I see them and I feel they're great, you know, um, and I felt honored really to to have a piece there, um, to see so many good, talented artists, you know, right beside me. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't be there in person, but, you know, I saw the pictures and, you know, a lot of people went and, you know, mm-hmm. like, there there was basically a interesting uh outcome out of that you know and I mean yeah. Laura and Deidre are making a book you know and right yeah, yeah yeah so I think it you know it developed into something great you know what did, how did it feel to be a part of something where it was like all women who were showing something there um for me it felt it felt great, you know, I, because, um, I mean, coming from, I mean, in, in my house, I'm basically the only one who does like something hands-on. I mean, even now my dad is like, oh, can you do this for me? You know, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so for me, it felt great, you know, cause it, it was kind of, um, showing us in a, in a, like, in a, how is it in a zoomed in kind of way, you know, mm-hmm. like, okay, these are all women, all these talented people coming together to do this show. Right. 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 Um, so, I mean, I, it felt great, you know, um, I mean, even in school, I think in, what was it? 2000, I don't know if 18 or 19, there was more, more women in the Cranoff school. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I saw the picture and I was like, oh my God, this is great. You know, cause um, for me, it was, 
how many, my first year, it was four girls, I think. Okay. Um, or something like that. If I, if maybe I'm mistaking, maybe some, someone's going to hear this. Podcast. <laughs> That's not true. Um, and then my second year was a, I think also like four or five. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, I don't know. It felt great to see that that was changing, but mm -hmm. I think, I, I think I heard Laura say that it went back in numbers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Revolution Pod Squad. So this week's episode is brought to you in part by me, your host, Katie Freeman. Super excited about this new opportunity I have, which is to get into the world of virtual training. So I have a brand new virtual class coming up. It is called Wood Stain Rockstar. It's going to be released like really, really soon. And in it, I teach you how to use common household uh, items right from your kitchen to add a uh, bit of bright, bold, beautiful color to your woodworking pieces, make them really stand out amongst the crowd. Super excited to be teaching you guys this stuff. Um, it's definitely something that I really enjoy and I think you're going to enjoy experimenting with as well. So Hop on over to freemanfurnishings.com, scroll down to the bottom of that front page and add your name to the waitlist for classes and you will get the link as soon as it comes out, which gives you also an additional 10% off of the low introductory price of $27. So hope to see you all over there. Now let's head right back on in to the episode. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I, will, I will say, I think she does uh, she's doing a lot of work, right, to help um, bring a light onto that this particular craft of woodworking yeah. needs to diversify. Um, yeah. Besides, you know, number of women, what about number of people of color in the space? I there weren't any African Americans. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was more Asian American, but not, mm -hmm. yeah, no, no African Americans. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And no, no other uh, like Latinx or anything. No, yeah. no. Yeah. I was, I was basically the, yeah, the only Mexican. Mm -hmm. And also I look pretty white, you know, <laughs> so I blended in. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like I mean like and then in France too or in Sydney um I mean what is your experience as like a Mexican woman in those spaces yeah I I feel I feel I've been lucky to be a woman you know in woodworking because I feel I've had way more opportunities because of that, you know, um, I don't know, teaching and then, oh, you're a woman, you're a woodworker. Okay. Yeah. You know, you can do it, you do it, you know? Um, and I don't know, in, in Sydney, it was, it was great. You know, they really let me do and take, uh, you know, the gears of it all, mm -hmm. you know, like, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, you tell us what we need. Um, you do your thing, you know, so they really believed in me. You know what I mean? Um, in France, it, it was a bit more difficult because I feel 
I, I felt so uh, eh, nervous and like kind of back down because everybody was so fast, you mm. know, at doing things. Um, and I don't know, for for me, it's never been a, a problem of I'm a Latino woman, mm -hmm. but more of a am I that skilled, you know, like okay. it, it, it was more more of that. Um, and I I tend to not uh, look that way, you know, and or I don't I don't tend to try to make it as, oh, yeah, it's because I'm a woman that I feel this way, you know, um, but I don't know, it may be different experiences or yeah. I've never had an experience where I say, oh, my God, this guy is an asshole, you know? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but I yeah. guess, I mean, why, why did you, or maybe you still do, why, why question your skill? I mean, you went through, I mean, like you mentioned, maybe when you started going to Kronov, you didn't realize like kind of the prestige behind going to, through that program. Yeah. But um, I mean, you learned so many skills through that program. So I don't know. It's a, I think it's my my own self, you know, like I, I, I can't explain that to you, but it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's just my own insecurities, you know, um, I think it's just that because I mean, I know I'm good, but then, you know, like, I don't know how to stop my questioning, you know, like I question myself. Um, so yeah. do you, do you feel like everybody in the space questions them, their self, themselves and their abilities? I mean, probably. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but maybe maybe some other people show it differently, you know, or mm -hmm. maybe don't show it at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I'm pretty, I feel I'm pretty transparent. So if I don't feel comfortable, you're like, you're going to see it. Yeah. There. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I have no filter, you know, so I think, yeah, you're going to see it there. So um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, in state, I was uh, the first time I cut something at the table saw, I was freaking out, you know, like I was like, can somebody cut this for me? You know, like, um, and, you know, like power tools are, you know, I mean, they're dangerous, they're noisy, you know, um, mm -hmm. I mean, now I'm really confident with power tools. I've never had any accidents and I knock on wood. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, in a way, I feel really comfortable. But then there's like this small person in my brain that's it, you know, but I, I feel it's like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think any, I think, I do think that every artist like questions their uh, capability or whether, you know, what they're making is, I don't want to say worthwhile, but it, it's, is it good enough, you know, yeah. that they just created type thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Where do you, I mean, I have two two questions that are popping up to the top of my head trying to decide which one to ask first. Um, <laughs> what, I mean, you said, you said, you know, it took you a year to, like, tell your mom that you changed your Oh, my God, yes. 
so what you did and now that you've like you're further down this path like how do you feel like what do they think about it how do you feel in it like do you feel still confident that this was like this is the way you needed to go yeah I've so I I mean of course at first I was nervous because I was studying biology you know and my mom being you know being a doctor I'm like I can't just study art you know and I mean also I feel in my whole family like my cousins everybody I'm basically the only artist, you know, like my grand, my grandfather was a cabinet maker. Mm-hmm. So he would do like kitchen cabinets and things, but I was never really it, at the shop, you know, like yeah, I yeah. hear a lot of stories that, oh yeah, I was, I started with my dad or I started with my grandpa or, you know, like I, I didn't have that, you know, uh, opportunity. Um, and I think my, my mom felt that I was gonna like suffer, you know, she was like, you're not gonna live with me when you're 30 and this and that. And I'm like 31. And she's like, happy that I'm here. <laughs> I'm like, Don't lie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was hard when I told her. Mm-hmm. But then she saw I was really interested in that. It wasn't just a hobby for me, you know, like, yeah. I, it wasn't just like, to kill time, you know, or whatever. Um, and also I was always good in school. So it, it, I didn't pick it just because it was easier for me, you right. know, like I picked it because I liked it, right. you know? Um, and then I feel she, she saw that and then she accepted it, you know, and like, even now she sees something and she's like, oh, you should start making these, you know, like, or I don't know, you know, like, or she sent me like videos of chairs or, you know, like <laughs> things like that. So no, she's, she's really uh, supportive of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, makers, today's episode is sponsored in part by toolmomstore.com. At toolmomstore.com, you can find any and all tool-based merchandise for all genders, all sizes. They've got mugs, they've got shirts, all kinds of cool stuff. I have uh, one of the shirts myself that has the uh, hashtag woodworker on it. And I also have a couple of the mugs that define what and who is a tool chick. So super excited with the merchandise that I have. I know that you will be satisfied as well. Um, And also great discount for those of you who listen to the podcast at checkout if you enter the code maker mom you will get a 20 percent discount off any of the merchandise that you buy so that's just toolmomstore.com all right let's head back into the action do you like i mean you said you didn't nobody in your family really was like into this but did you see it at all even in the community around you growing up no yeah no not at all um I mean when I was growing up it was basically playing outside with kids you know around Mm -hmm. my block you know um and then um basically in middle school I was here and then you know like in middle school you start hanging out with your friends going to right you know the theater or whatever you know like things like that so I it it wasn't ever something that made me 
have like an extra curricular activity that, oh yeah, I'm going to take the, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're drawing or, you know, it, it wasn't really in my head, but something clicked when I started doing it, you know, like I started drawing and I was like, oh, I like it. You know, I started doing ceramics and I was like, oh God, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. even more so, you know, um, and, and yeah, I mean, I feel also ceramics opened the hands-on, you know, mm-hmm. so after ceramics, I started doing jewelry, uh, sculptures, uh, woodworking, you know, so I feel it's, it's more like, a, you know, it, it's where it all came down from, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was good. Do you foresee, like, I guess, what's, what's the dream for you? Like, what do you really just want to do with all to of the skills? Yeah. Making things. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, I guess like, are no, you hoping no. to have like, like a studio practice or? Um... Um, if, if I can, um, I would like to have my own studio and maybe having like a little showroom and having my things mm-hmm. um having woodworking and ceramics in the same place basically mm-hmm. um and I basically want to start doing like like I was doing in state like a combination of ceramics and woodworking mm-hmm. because I, I do feel they have a different um aesthetic and different materials really have a contrast you know so Mm -hmm. um I feel I'm I'm really uh into contrast because I'm I'm really used to being in Mexico and then crossing the border and then I'm in San Diego and then it's such different place Mm -hmm. you know like even that it's for me it's a con uh, constant contrast you know Mm -hmm. um in my everyday life you know like I cross I do the border I you know I see people working you know so I I like to show that in my work you know like Mm -hmm. even if it's subtle and maybe you don't see it at first um but I I like to kind of explore that more yeah so in, I mean, in a lot of woodworking schools, like what is taught, the style that's taught is generally European styles get taught in those spaces. Like how much do you feel your design aesthetic is like influenced by that European style you're taught versus, you know, living in and growing up in Mexico in that style I I don't I I don't think like like with your with your pieces like you said like even talking about the the interaction or the difference between Mexico and crossing the border into San Diego like how does your how you grew up influence your work how do you bring in that piece of yourself Um, I think it's more about the time that I spend on it. So being so close to a thing, it almost becomes part of you, right? Mm -hmm. 
So I, I feel it's, it's not, it's not about me trying to, to say, okay, this reminds me when I was young or whatever, but it's more about the time I spend in it and how personal I get with that piece, you know? Um, Yeah, it's, it's more about that. And then also when I, when I started doing ceramics, um, I started doing really geometric things mm-hmm. and then I kind of like that. So it's kind of geometric, but the, they're not really that sharp, no, but I like it. Um, and then from there, I started using kind of like that same uh, style mm-hmm. into my woodworking, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that pieces that I made in, in in school well my ceramic pieces go with my furniture mm-hmm. you know so I kind of wanted to make something that was co- co- coherent on itself mm-hmm. with each other you know um so yeah um and also like the change in color like for ceramics it was like blue and white you know or mm-hmm. you know that's a, like a contrast um and in also a thing that I liked in San Diego State, it, it's really conceptual. So it really tries to, to go to your mind and say, okay, what am I going to do? What, what this means, you know, or whatever. And, you know, I mean, Wendy is like, you know, the, the queen of the concept, you know, like, she come out come out with topics that I'm like oh god you know like what am I gonna do you know um but it was great because it you know it made me think about it more you know um even even though it was concept based the craft never really went away you know like for me I was really interested in making something nice and good and you know like fine Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't just like, oh yeah, let me, oh, this means this, you know, like, I don't know, like, right. I feel right now with, uh, like contemporary art. Mm-hmm. I mean, some, I feel some of it is just like, oh, let me throw this together. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I feel it needs to have more finer work in some areas to kind of make it a, a on purpose you know like yep. okay I made this on purpose um but I mean I that's know. what um I I remember I I took like a year's worth of um furniture design and making courses at a community college in San Diego County um and I remember taking turning specifically and we weren't allowed to put a tool to a piece of wood on the lathe until we had sketched something. Um, and, and what he was trying to get at is like intentionality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't necessarily totally agree with him, but his, I, I get where he's coming from. He would say, none of this, the wood told me it wanted to be this shape. Like spend time in thinking, what are you actually trying to create? Yeah. Um, and I, and I get that though. Now my practice a lot of times is like, I see a piece of wood and I go, that's supposed to be this. Um, yeah. But it's still, I'm taking that forward thought. I'm not just like yeah. 
picking up a chunk of wood and being like, oh, whatever happens with the tools is whatever happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, but, but, I mean, but also I feel it's important to have that freedom, right? Yeah. Because it, I mean, it's like life. You, you have a plan, but things change, you know, and, and you need to adapt. So, it, you know, you're doing a piece of furniture and then... I don't know. You cut it smaller than okay, right. it's a smaller <laughs> cabinet, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but I I think it's important to have that freedom also because also you need to have fun with it. You mm-hmm. can't be like, okay, this is my sketch and this is the way it's gonna go, you know, like in well, the way I do my furniture, I do have like a like a drawing of it, right? You know, with um where, where do like the mortises go? Where do this, you know, like mm-hmm. a basic plan, but it doesn't have to be like that precise, you know? Right. Um, right. But um, I mean, sometimes you get it off like a little bit or what, yeah. you know, um, but just having like a basic plan and then, okay, saying, okay, this is, uh, these are my dimensions. And then for me, it, it helps me uh, get it all in, in one section instead mm-hmm. of me working while I go, you know, yeah, like yeah. I have the overall thing. And then, yeah, if something comes up in the middle, okay, I change something and I'm, I'm good with it, but yeah, having a plan, I feel it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, we're actually at, you know, toward the end of our time together. So. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, I want to I want to give you a chance though to let people know like how they can find you and and follow along with the work you're doing yeah so I have a website which is basically my name Brianna Trujillo.com so it's a t-r-u-j-i-l-l-o-e well Brianna is b-r-i-a-n-a um, so that's my website. And then I have my Instagram, which is Brianna Trujillo design. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can also find me there. Yep. And I'll include the links to both of those two in the show notes. Nice. So, yeah, cause... <laughs> so people can find that easily. <laughs> and then people are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but thanks for taking the time to chat with me today. No, thank you for having me. It was great. Yeah, it was Okay, Pod Squad. So that was Brianna, and I will make sure to include the links on how you can follow along with her in the show notes for today's episode. The easiest way to find that is in the description in your podcast app, or if you're watching this on YouTube, just check out the description down below for how you can follow along with Brianna. If you enjoyed this episode and any previous episodes, please make sure you are subscribed. And most importantly, please, please, please share with your friends about the podcast. I'm asking you to share with two of your friends because I have a goal trying to hit 10,000 downloads in a month by the end of this year. <clears throat> Currently averaging between 2,500 and 3,000 downloads a month. So really wanting to ratchet that up and I need your help, Pod Squad. This is, this is on you. Need your help to reach that 10,000 downloads a month. And when we do, I'll have a live podcast episode along with uh, dragging Ashley Minnie along to perform the theme song live. So very exciting stuff. And I really want to get there. So I need your help. Please, please, please.
When I am not uh, making podcast episodes, you can find me designing and making furniture over at freemanfurnishings.com and at freemanfurnishings across all the social media like Instagram and TikTok. Most active on Instagram though, so come say hi at Freeman Furnishings. All right, it's the end of the week and I hope that you have a fantastic weekend ahead of you. As always, let's go craft a revolution. Cheat her, then they got something they want.